Welcome to Work and the Future, a podcast about tomorrow, with your host, Linda Nazareth. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us today for a special episode of Work in the Future, sponsored by Microsoft. You know, I started this podcast in 2020. It was a couple of months after the world locked down. It was partly because I had time to do it then. I wasn't traveling and I could spend some time on the project. But it was also because I knew it was such an important time in economic history, in the history of work, because organizations were forced to try these experiments in remote work. It was challenging everyone from management to frontline workers, and we were just figuring it out, and I was observing it. And I really wanted to talk to people on the front lines of that. You know, one of the people I talked to then was Carolyn Beyer. She is Human Resources Lead at Microsoft Canada. And we had a great conversation. We talked about how work lives were changing, how management was changing, and how women's lives were changing too, because you know, people experienced things differently. And you know, arguably, women had different challenges going into this. And two years later, also have had a different experience, perhaps, than, than men have had. So it's great to talk to her again on this episode. Now, we're in 2023 now. We've all learned a lot. And maybe we're doing some things the same. Maybe we're doing some things differently. So you know, it was uh, awesome to hear Carolyn's work experience and what she's observing in terms of attitudes, uh, in terms of how women are experiencing things now, and also how things are different for younger women, younger people coming into the workforce now. Now, they are different. They have different attitudes. They have different expectations. And you have to, to think about managing them and creating a work environment for them that is different than it may have been 10 or 20 years ago. So it was a really great experience for me to talk to Carolyn today. Please stay with us and you can hear that conversation. Well, how have women's experiences in the workplace changed over the past three years, particularly as regards hybrid? To talk about that, I'm joined by Carolyn Byers. She's Human Resources Lead at Microsoft Canada. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Linda. It was great to speak with you again. We have spoken before, but it seems like it was a long time ago, <laughs> only because in the last couple of years, things have changed so much. So first, remind our listeners about your mandate and about the kind of things that you get to observe from where you are. Uh, thanks for asking, uh, Linda. So as the human resource lead for Canada, I work very closely with our leadership team to develop and really execute on our people strategy for Microsoft Canada. And my team is really focused on developing talent strategies and really building a culture uh, that accelerates the company's business strategy. And I'd say a key mandate is really to build a healthy organizations where individuals can really, really flourish. Um, and as Joss Burson would say, building a healthy organization organization just isn't about attracting and retaining talent uh, or having a great brand. That's obviously super critical, uh, but it's really about 
you know, a business, it's really a business strategy where research has really proven that we can drive greater uh, business results and innovation. And I'd say like there's many things that go into building a healthy culture just beyond health and well-being benefits. It's really about creating meaningful work, um, having strong managers and leaders uh, in place, a really positive workplace, providing employees with growth and opportunities, um, and overall ensuring that individuals have trust in the organization. And so with this in mind, uh, one key element of a healthy organization is really establishing a successful hybrid uh, work model. And our approach at Microsoft has really been simple. And, and we've actually, you know, driven our decision making around research and feedback from uh, all members of our, our uh, team, uh, from employees all the way up to senior leaders. And very early on, uh, we declared we would be in this hybrid work model. Uh, and we grounded ourselves on three key things. So one, culture. Um, part of the culture at Microsoft is really this idea that in-person connections really matter. Uh, we really benefit from coming together to iterate, to collaborate, uh, innovate, and really celebrate those moments that matter. The second key part of our, our strategy is this idea of wellness. And we grounded ourselves in what really drives productivity, and that's employee wellness. But interesting, this is really shifting for us now because what we're observing is the more we're able to drive productivity, it drives employee wellness because if people are empowered and can get their work done and can be very focused, the more energized and the better they feel about their, their work. Um, and last, it's really having a growth mindset. And, and we've had to come in, uh, as you know, Linda, things change so rapidly. Uh, and we knew it was important to really have a flexible, agile uh, approach and really be um, learn along the way, as we like to call it at, at Microsoft. And what I would say in my discussions is, you know, organizations that are truly successful uh, are those organizations that are really invested in the well-being of their employees. And they're really stepping up and embracing a really experimental approach and really leveraging feedback from their team to really drive meaningful changes in, in the way that people work. And I think it's our job uh, as HR leaders to work with those business leaders to really create an organization that's adaptable to change, uh, especially as we continue to deal with uncertainty with the recession, uh, the uncertainty of the recession that uh, that uh, exists today. Now, Carolyn, through most of your career, you were working in a traditional workplace. Everybody was. As you look back at that, what were the pluses and minuses of that? Great. Uh, I would say remote work. Uh, when I think about that, uh, it definitely has created new opportunities for some, offered more family time, provided more options for whether and when you'd even commute to work. Uh, and I would say even for me personally, it gave me a lot more free time at the start of my day, which I leveraged for fitness and meal planning. And it was funny, I just spent some time with my daughter in New Zealand, uh, and she was sharing with me that I actually became a better cook uh, as a result of the, the pandemic. Um, and so I was like, oh, I didn't know I was a bad cook before it. But anyhow, uh, I, I don't mean to go down that path. Um, so, but there, that's what I mean. There has obviously been some, some positive perks for, for some people, but there's also a lot of challenges. And I think um, the one that really comes top to mind uh, for me is this social capital. Uh, and it's a major factor uh, when evaluating the uh, positives of a traditional workforce. Like, and when we think of work, it is very social in nature and much of our in-person atmosphere that we miss is that bumping into the to, to someone in the office and asking 
about the the weekend or having a problem uh, and bumping into someone and having sort of that informal mentoring session. Um, and when we think about the past, you know, I'm just going to say ping pong tables and those free lunches. Uh, it, it never equated to to culture or equaled culture, but it was these kind of perks uh, that did create uh, opportunities for employees to connect and collaborate uh, in a way that always didn't feel like work. And this is how you build relationships. Um, so I think it's now really up to HR leaders to help really redefine uh, what connection looks like uh, in the workplace of tomorrow where we absolutely have fewer people that are in the office at prescribed times. Um, I'd also say in the traditional workplace, we also had more control over our calendars. Um, one of the impacts remote we saw with remote work was the increase in emails and chats and meetings. Um, when we look at the data from Microsoft Teams, we actually saw a 252% increase uh, in weekly meeting time, and the number of weekly meetings actually increased by 153%. Um, so I think as people are coming back to the office, we're learning a lot around the workplace itself. So for example, we've been actually rethinking the purpose of our offices and designing them to be more collaborative spaces that support connections, right? Versus a place where you just act, like come in and do traditional work. Um, and I think this is really about creating experiences in the office that people simply can't get at home. So coming to the office actually brings value to the employee. It's about wanting them to come back in again and again. Um, I also think we've learned a lot about technology and how that's enabling us to create uh, more inclusive and healthy uh, work habits. We have the Microsoft Viva Suite that offers a holistic employee experience solution. What we can do there is we can leverage analytics to actually bring insights to an employee that helps them be more predict uh, more productive uh, and focus and in, in really injecting well-being uh, into the into the workday. Uh, we've also seen our Microsoft Teams platform. It's constantly evolving uh, to facilitate uh, connections in a hybrid environment and helping to increase uh, inclusion uh, beyond what you'd see in a traditional setting. And I think with this growth mindset that I talked to before and having the right tools, I think it's really possible to bridge. Uh, those gaps and really lean into a hybrid model. Well, let's talk about women. It, it, sometimes we hear is that hybrid is great for women, that this gives them an advantage over traditional workplaces. Do you agree with that? This is uh, this is such a hot topic, and I think it's a hot topic uh, for so many. And I think when we look at it, there's absolutely no denying um, that although the pandemic has affected everyone in the workplace, it has really disproportionately affected women, especially mothers, um, who I would say, despite more shared responsibilities on, on the home front, still traditionally, you know, bear more of that burden of child rearing. Uh, and we were looking at some of the research and, 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 and now we'll take 136 years approximately to close the gender gap worldwide versus the previous global gender gap report, uh, which predicted about 99 uh, years. And women absolutely grappled with the double shift of household responsibilities, mental health challenges, a more difficult remote work experience, um, and experienced higher uh, rates of unemployment. Um, and we've seen the research and at Microsoft uh, the pandemic really changed the worth it equation for many, especially for parents and women uh, who are absolutely now more likely to prioritize their health and well-being. And this really points to the importance of giving employee agency and choice 
uh, to do what is best for them. And so I know a lot of organizations want to have a standard one size fits all approach. Um, but I think we have to rethink that and, and really think about uh, flexibility uh, because we really, you know, not everything, everyone's different and we have to really uh, understand an individual's unique needs and really support a workplace that uh, fosters their productivity. Caroline, I want to talk a lot more about that, but just hold on for a second and we'll be back in a moment. Modern work is hybrid work. Help people and teams connect, collaborate, and get work done from anywhere with Microsoft Teams and Microsoft Viva. Enable your hybrid workforce and foster inclusive, interactive meetings for everyone, wherever they are, with Microsoft Teams Rooms. Empower your people and help your organization thrive with Microsoft Viva, an employee experience platform that delivers connection, insight, purpose, and growth for today's work environment. I'm back with Carolyn Beyer. She's Human Resource Lead from Microsoft Canada. Now, Carolyn, we've been talking about women and traditional work versus hybrid work. To ask about your own journey. You're in tech. And when you look at young women today just starting out, how do you think their experience compares or will compare with what, what you've been through? Oh, thanks for asking. And oh gosh, it, it makes me reflect on the past. Um, I've actually been very fortunate in that I worked for organizations that always had a work from home option. option. So very early in my career, um, I was able to work from home one to two days a week, which progressed to two to three days a week as sort of technology advanced. Um, and funny enough, I was thinking about this, and I remember when I first started working from home, I actually dialed in by taking, like, through the telephone, and you'd plug in, <laughs> and then if you had to make a call, you'd have to log off and, you know, go on a call, and like obviously, uh, technology's advanced so much. Um, but as though I would say... Um, as advanced as both the organizations that I worked with uh, pre-pandemic were, there's been a big change, and especially at Microsoft. And, and I truly feel we've embraced extreme flexibility and really empowering our people to work when, where, uh, and how it makes sense to them. Um, and we've really supported our managers uh, around this idea of hybrid, uh, making sure that they fully understand it. And we look at it through three lenses. You know, one of it is, what does the person need? Uh, the second lens is, what does the team need? And the third lens is, what does our customer need? Um, and our managers are actually responsible uh, for creating team agreements that clearly, clearly spell out um, the expectations. And so everyone's on board. Uh, and we're finding this has been an amazing uh, experience, again, because it, it, it really allows that flexibility for the individual, but also takes into consideration their team and the business that they support. So I'd say for me, um, to summarize what I've really seen from, from where I was until we are today, um, is this idea of really embracing uh, extreme flexibility and the impact that that, that that does have on well-being and productivity. Well, let's talk about women in tech in general. It's always been a male-dominated field. Do you see much change as having happened? And when you look at the future, what are you anticipating? I would say women uh, remain unrepresented in tech careers and make up less than 25% in the Canadian tech industry. And I think it's our responsibility uh, in HR and business leaders, for HR and business leaders to continually strive uh, to innovate for inclusion and break down the systemic uh, obstacles preventing women from gaining and maintaining 
maintaining uh, roles in the tech sector. Um, I'm proud to share that Microsoft, uh, right now, women make up more than 30% of our core workforce uh, work, uh, worldwide. Uh, and we've seen a steep representation at every uh, leadership level, uh, which actually we've seen the strongest increase in rep representation over the last five years at the partner and executive level. I say that but we still have a lot more work uh, work to do. Um, and especially as an industry, we've really been battling against systemic uh, problems. The reality is that we have a persistent skills gap in Canada, particularly mm -hmm. in fields like AI and machine learning, virtual and augmented reality, cybersecurity. And when you look at these skills, these are precisely the fields that really hold the most promise for Canada's digital future. Um, in order to really start to build that qualified pipeline of workers, we have to give girls and women and other underrepresented communities access to STEM learning tools, both inside and out of the school. Um, this is why Microsoft uh, has really been focused at, focused at really investing in various women-focused skilling and career initiatives across the organization and beyond. Uh, we have programs like Women at Microsoft Scholarship, the M12 Venture Fund, uh, and DigiGirls uh, programs. And so this is going to continue to be an area we're going to remain uh, focused on. When you look at young women now, compared to say 10 years ago or 20 years ago, do you find them different? Do you think they have different attitudes? I think women in Gen Z and millennial generations really grew up uh, seeing women break the glass ceiling and achieving great things in their field. Uh, they have more access uh, to mentors uh, to help them. And I think these generations and are really driven by personal fulfillment in their careers are less likely to stick around uh, if an organized cult an organization's culture doesn't really align to their personal uh, morals. Uh, and they're very much more value driven. And when I even think about my own experience back in the day, like, I feel like I was coached to suck it up. You know? Yeah, me too, for sure. <laughs> no, it's like, this is just the way that it is. But I, I'm happy to say more and more uh, young people um, are really challenging us in a, in a different way. And they're really making, holding us accountable as an organization and leaders to, to, to really walk the talk. And, and that's been so enlightening. And it's actually taught me so much as well. Um, and so I think HR and business leaders will really need to, to be focused on creating organizations where these groups feel engaged and, and we're asking their opinion and, you know, growing that sense of loyalty um, and purpose so that they're able to retain uh, the talent. Managers are really going to have to keep a constant pulse on workload because as I go back to, people are highly focused on, on well-being. And I was actually, um, I was had uh, the fortune to do a um, podcast with um Joss Burson, he's talking about the research that older generations, you're more likely to, to suck it up, but the younger generations are all about the worth it uh, equation and, and care about uh, work-life balance. And so this is this is something all organizations are really going to have to be thoughtful of and, and really identifying uh, opportunities for improvement. And I think when you think about that hybrid environment, um, technology tools like the employee experience platforms can really help by providing managers with visibility uh, into work habits that can lead to burnout and stress uh, before the individual uh, uh, leaves the organization and you're finding out in an exit interview. Okay, so let's look ahead. What do you want to see happen next? 
Oh, great. <laughs> I always love this question. I think senior leaders really need to think very carefully, not only about the types of hybrid working arrangements, whether it's going to be flexible or fixed, um, but also how to mitigate uh, unintended negative consequences, protect, uh, particularly for women. So I think in the years ahead, uh, we need to think about implementing uh, flexible work policies that really put the individual and the family family first. I always understand you have a business to run and you know there's a balance there but you know we have to really approach it uh with with that that lens. Um there's this idea around creating boundaries and allowing employees to really unplug. Uh so they need they don't need so that they don't always feel that they're always on and and this is going to really be around le- leadership and managers role modeling the way. Take your vacation unplug show employees that 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 is absolutely what they should be focused on. The other one I would say is shifting to a culture of accountability, um, where organizations create a culture that rewards results over simply being present and being visible. And the last one I would say is implementing practices and policies and norms that truly support an inclusive workplace for all. And one example at Microsoft, we've actually implemented norms for inclusive inclusive meetings. This is about behaviors, right? Like this is just changing your your behaviors, and this is this is about uh, uh, you know doing things differently. So, for example, uh, when you join a meeting in the office, log on right away so that the participants that are virtual can hear the banter that occurs yeah. before a meeting starts. And and we have a saying at at Microsoft that inclusion doesn't happen by accident, right? And so I think it's incumbent upon all HR and business. Uh, leaders to really build a diverse uh, and inclusive uh, workplace. And I think the new hybrid model uh, really offers opportunities uh, for this to be truly inclusive environment for today's workforce uh, and beyond, especially for women and girls uh, who will be tomorrow's leaders in tech. Carolyn, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you, Linda. Carolyn Byer is Human Resources Lead at Microsoft Canada. Well, that's it for this episode. If you'd like to know more about Carolyn and her work, please take a look at our show notes. You'll find some links there. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at at RelentlessEco. Now, if you did like this episode and you do like these conversations about the future of work, please take a moment, leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. That's how people find podcasts and it will really help us keep these conversations going if you do that. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks as always to Stokely Audio for audio production. To learn more about work and the future and to see show notes, go to the workandthefuturepodcast.com. You can also contact us at comments at theworkandthefuturepodcast.com. The Work and the Future Podcast with Linda Nazareth is a relentless economics production.